What's up, you guys? Welcome to the first episode of Joining Jeremy, Joining Jeremy podcast, uh, where I talk about anything and everything from travel to being a digital nomad, uh, online business, fitness, anything and everything that's on my mind. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about some differences, some pros and cons of living in Thailand. Um, compared to living in a Western country like the United States. Um, I've got my setup here. If you're listening to this on a podcast app on iTunes or something like that, uh, I've also have a video version of this on YouTube, so you can check the link for that in the description. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather just have the audio to listen to, I've got that on hopefully we have it on iTunes and some other podcasting apps by the time the YouTube video goes out uh, I gotta figure all that stuff out uh, I just decided to do this a little while ago so it's kind of just on the go ad hoc um, I have a little what is this a dynamic mic yeah I've got a dynamic mic it's kind of like a gaming mic um, if you're watching the YouTube video you can see it's kind of like weird and awkward uh, but it's connected to my computer and I've got a screen share going on my computer um, just in case if I need to bring anything up on there and then I've got my Sony a5100 recording the video here uh, there is a heating problem with the Sony's which sucks and uh, it only allows you to record for like 20 minutes and then it has some stupid overheating problem uh, get your shit together Sony and so we're probably gonna have to take a break or two between um, the Sony cooling off uh, I don't know how that's gonna go we'll see I've got the air conditioner on uh, in my apartment right now so it might work out fine but I'm guessing it's gonna overheat in like 25 minutes so we'll just pick up where we left off last um, let's see, is there anything else I wanted to get into? Uh, yeah, so like I said, this podcast is the first one, so bear with me if there's like audio issues or video issues. Um, like it's kind of like a little, uh, home studio here, kind of set up weird, um, but we'll make it work. Should be good. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I've been living, yeah, I'll go over a, a quick little uh, backstory of me real quick. Um, so I've been living in Thailand for almost about a year now. Uh, I moved here in May last year. Yeah, it was kind of right before my birthday uh, from the United States. Uh, I'm living in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, I did go home for about three and a half months uh, for the holidays last year. And then I came back to Thailand, um, back to Chiang Mai. Uh, so I have a pretty good understanding of what it's like living here. I've been all around. I've been to Bangkok. I've been everywhere in the south, pretty much most places in the north. I haven't really been to the northeast, um, but that's just because I don't really know what there is to do there. I know there's a lot of like nature type things, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else is over there, so I haven't really been um, most of the fun stuff is like in the south, uh, south of Bangkok. So, uh, I do know some about living in, in other locations of Thailand. So I'll kind of talk about that stuff too, as we go through the podcast. 
Um, but I have lived in Chiang Mai this whole time. So most of my experience is going to be about living in Chiang Mai. But a lot of this stuff applies uh, to different parts of Thailand. So um, let's see. What's the best way to do this? I wrote some things down. Um, and I'll kind of go from there. So the first the first pro, I guess I would say, of living in um, Thailand would be that it's cheaper than living in the Western world. And that's something that everyone knows by now. Uh, but the quality of what you get for the price of what you pay here is just astronomical. And it's something that you don't really realize until you're in the situation and you're actually paying for it and you actually see it with your eyes because I know when I was at home, I was looking up a lot of videos on, uh, you know, apartment tours and stuff like that or people eating or doing whatever in Thailand and the price for the apartments, they were cheap and they looked okay on video. So I was like, okay, I'm not like that impressed. Like they do look really cheap, which is cool, but they don't look that amazing uh, in the videos. But then when I got here and I went on a lot of tours myself, uh, the quality of the apartments here for what you're paying is just insane. So just to give you a little bit of a, a price range for uh, for apartments, if you want to live in a really luxury, like high-end apartment, um, in the main part of the city, you're going to be paying like around maybe $800. And that's for an a extremely nice room. I'm talking like marble countertops and like wood floors and two air conditioners and like full glass, uh, bath and shower, king size bed, swimming pool, a parking spot, you know, you name it, everything. Um, they don't really have that much like maid service here. They do have certain apartments where you you have the cleaning crew cleans your room like once a week. But uh, even the luxury apartments here don't really have much of a, a maid service, which you could get if you want. If you want to be bougie and do that, you could. But uh, I don't do that. Definitely not. Um, and if you want to go for something extremely cheap, uh, if you don't care about air conditioning, if you just want to live in the cheapest spot you can and save money uh, and you're okay with just living in a tiny studio with a fan, uh, I've seen places that are like 80 bucks a month. And I'm not kidding here. Like it, seem, it seems weird and you're probably thinking like, oh, there's pro it's probably like rat infested and disgusting. And to be honest, it's not that bad. Uh, if you compare it to like a room in San Francisco or a room in like New York for, for the same type of room, you'd be paying at least a thousand dollars for that type of room. So, uh, the cheapest you can go, I'd say is probably around 60 to 80 bucks a month, uh, which is just fucking crazy. Um, the place that I moved when I first got here was, let's see, 4,000. No, what was it? Five thousand. It was like about five thousand baht. So, five thousand baht would be a little under. Yeah, it'd be like one sixty. Uh, so, one hundred and sixty bucks for a room. That was a studio apartment. It had a. I mean, it was nice too. Like it was renovated. It did have air conditioning. Um, it had a queen size bed. It had a desk. 
uh, a little balcony. Like it, it was pretty good for for the price that you were paying. It wasn't a bedroom. It wasn't a one bedroom. Um, that was my only complaint. I do like having like a separate bedroom and then having a a living room, kind of to work out of the living room. But honestly. It doesn't make that big of a difference, especially if you're going out and working at like cafes or co-working spaces. Uh, you can just, you know, be be out of the house. Um, you don't need to stay in house all day. So, um, and the place that I'm living in now, I think I pay around three hundred dollars, and it is a one bedroom. Uh, it's in a little bit of a better area, kind of closer to the main mall area here. Um, I have air conditioning, uh, swimming pool, uh, security guard, stuff like that. It, it's a little bit nicer, um, but I mainly got it cause it does have the addition of a kitchen and then it has a uh, separated one bedroom and then it has a living room and a balcony. Um, as far as food, you can eat for as cheap as like 75 cents for a meal that's like a fried chicken and rice or grilled chicken and rice. Uh, fruit is under a dollar. Or, you know, you can go to Western places and pay up to like 15 or 20 bucks for a meal. Um, there's places in the mall that you can go that are like, um, you know, like these Westernized, I, I guess the equivalent to a United States-based restaurant would be like a BJ's or Applebee's or um, Cheesecake Factory, something like that. Um, but still, even going to a restaurant like that, you're going to be paying a lot less than you would back in a Western country like the United States. Um, so yeah, the, the, the cool thing about living here is that you have like an option. So, you know, sometimes you do want to have that Western food and, um, you can do that. Um, and then other times, most of the time, I just feel like eating Thai food, um, cause it's so cheap, you know? You're only you're only paying a dollar or two for for a meal, and there's really no sense if you're eating all the time. You know you're eating like three or four meals a day. There's no sense for you to like spend all the extra money on paying for like Western food or going to like a Thai uh, American combo place. And usually the food's not good there anyway. So most of the time you're gonna wanna eat at those local cheap spots regardless. So, um, let's see what other amenities are we? So you got, uh, you got your motorbike. If you want to ride a motorbike or if you want to just take an Uber around, that's also extremely cheap, uh, to get pretty much anywhere. Um, in the main part of Chiang Mai, you're going to be paying 30 to 50 baht, which is about a dollar to a dollar 50 for a ride one way. If you're riding or renting a motorbike, you're going to be paying about 70 USD per month, uh, which is really cheap. Uh, you don't need a, uh, I guess they say you need a license, but no one actually asks for your license unless you get pulled over by the police. And that's something I'll go over later in the podcast. But in general, you don't really need a license. They give you a helmet and everything. And as long as you don't crash it, you don't have to pay anything else. You, you can pay insurance if you want. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend it. I would just rent the bike. Just make sure you don't crash it. Get a little practice on it first, and uh, you should be good to go for that. 
the second pro I would say is the food. Now the food here is bomb. Pretty much every meal I have is just fucking delicious. You've got somtam, which is like papaya salad. You've got your fried rice, all your basic stuff that you get at like a Thai restaurant back in the U.S. You've got like the papaya salad. You've got the fried uh, fried chicken and rice. You've got the fried rice with chicken or whatever you want in it. You've got pad thai. I don't really pad thai, but uh, you do have like all those American Thai type meals. Um, and then you have a couple, you have some other like local Thai style food, which it's bomb. Like if you compare the food from here to here in Bali or here in Vietnam or, um, some other places nearby, Thai food always comes out on top. They have so many choices. Everything is spicy or it could be spicy if you want it to be. And again, the price of all the food is just so cheap. Like, there's buffets here, uh, shabu buffets that you can go to, and they're only like three bucks, three to five dollars for all you can eat. And that's like pork, you got chicken, pork, um, noodles, even comes with like an ice cream, comes with a drink and everything. So, if if you're someone who likes to eat a lot, you know, you got the buffet option. And it's not weird like in the U.S. where, okay, I'm going to a buffet. Uh, oh, my God. This is already heating up. I can't believe that. Damn. That sucks. Okay, whatever. We'll just keep going until it, it, whoop, uh, 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 until it turns off. So, where were we at? Uh, we're talking about food. So, yeah, the food is delicious. They do have a lot of desserts. Thai people love eating desserts here. They love eating sugar. So you're going to have a lot of dessert places. You've got shakes. I mean, you got coffee. I got a coffee here down the street for a dollar. Um, but, yeah, you do need to make sure, like, when you order food, they do put MSG in a lot of the food. So you got to say no MSG. Um, and they do put a lot of sugar in things. Uh, that traditionally do have sugar. Sometimes they even put sugar in things like pad thai. So you got to watch out. You got to be careful. Um, you can look those words up on Google Translate and um, just be prepared to say my sai pomtarat, which is no MSG, or my sai namtan, which is no sugar or don't put sugar. So that's another pro let's talk about some of the cons and we'll go bounce back and forth between pros and cons so uh one of the cons that i found out about yesterday was uh low safety standards so in the area that i live in which is like jediod area kind of behind the main mall area they have well this is something that happens everywhere in thailand they've got all the electrical wires unlike in the u.s where most of it is underground a lot of the electrical wires are just kind of like hung up and strung up on electrical poles. Uh, they're not bare wires like um, the ones. Damn, I sound fucking stupid talking about this. Uh, the ones up top, you know what I mean? So you got those those top electrical wires that are like the bare wires that are like the main power lines. Uh, the ones that we see all the time in the U.S. They have all the electrical wires that we traditionally have underground. Uh, those are up and they're kind of just they're connected onto those poles as well um but like i said they're kind of enclosed but they're like extremely messy and yesterday one of those poles fell down and 
the whole area's electricity went out for, I don't know, pretty much a whole day. So um, I don't know if anyone got hurt by that or whatever, but it's just definitely not safe. Um, you can look and see the electrical wires up in Thailand, and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, another low safety standard, I'd say, is some of the restaurants aren't as clean as they should be. And they don't really have any rules or regulations. There's no, um, what is that called? The the people that, you know what I mean? <laughs> the fucking, uh, the people that come in and check to see if your restaurant uh, meets the safety standards. They don't really have that here. So you've got your like mom and pop shops that are um, just been there forever. And they're not really that clean, but... Honestly, like I have a I have a really sensitive and weak stomach and um I've I've never gotten a stomach flu or anything like that from eating at these restaurants. And I'm always eating at like the cheap restaurants cuz the food is bomb. Um and most of the time they're cooking this food anyway, so any type of bacteria or anything like that gets cooked off, I guess. Um but yeah, if you if you go to some of the restaurants, you're going to look at them and be like, okay, that doesn't look very safe. It doesn't look very clean, which I'm guessing it's probably not, but it's not that big of a deal, to be honest. Um, I don't really know of any other Westerners that have gotten any type of like sickness or stomachache from eating at these type of establishments, but... Um, I don't I don't see it as that big of a con, but it is something that you want to look out for, uh, especially if you're like someone who has like a weak stomach. Um, another con is that they don't have, now this is me just kind of complaining here. Uh, they don't have much American pop culture. And let me kind of explain that because I sound like an asshole uh, talking about that. But there's things like basketball. Like there's no one that watches basketball here, of course, because they don't have basketball teams. Um, I don't think like nothing that's like on the level of the, the NBA. Uh, pretty much all sports. The only sport that's really big here is uh, soccer. So they've got like the World Cup playing right now, and everyone's really into that. And they have all the soccer games, and they've got rugby games because uh, there are a lot of like Australians here and and people from the UK who also love soccer and rugby. But as an American, you know we like football and basketball m- most of the time. So. Um, it's kind of lacking that, which sucks, but I'm not that big on it. And and you can watch all this stuff on your computer anyways. Uh, but it is fun every once in a while going out to, like, bars and watching the basketball games and stuff like that. So uh, that's one of the one of the kind of, like, pop culture, I guess, things that they're missing here. I know that's sports, but you get what I mean. Like, there's just not a culture uh, to, like, talk to people about it. Um, same thing with... Music. I'll get more into this later. This is another big point um, of mine for like the negatives. There's just like the music here is just so bad. Like the music choice here, it's just all Ed Sheeran and weird like remixes of already like crappy pop songs. So it's basically just like a bunch of pop. Uh, every once in a while, they'll throw in like Hotline Bling or like some basic poppy style hip hop R and B type thing. Um, but for the most part, the music here is wah, wah, wah. 
sucks. Uh, they don't really they don't really care about the United States pop culture as far as like movie stars and stuff. Um, I ask Thai people about if they know of certain like movie stars or about certain music artists and they have no clue and they don't really care because they have their own uh, pop culture type stuff here. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, real quick, I'll go back in, into the music thing. So if you go to places like in Bangkok, nightclubs and stuff in Bangkok or bars in Bangkok or in Koh Samui, you're going to find a lot more variety when it comes to music. But if you're in Chiang Mai or if you're in like Kopangan or in Koh Tao or in Pattaya, a lot of it is just that like poppy stuff because most of the tourists don't really care about certain types of music like we do in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for, if that's like one of your things, then this is definitely not the place for you. Um, going to concerts is very rare here. They do have like EDM concerts in Bangkok mostly. They don't really have much in Chiang Mai or in other parts of Thailand, but in Bangkok they do have like those bigger festivals where they have people like Marshmallow, Martin Garrix, DJ Snake, which is fun, but uh, Bruno Mars, but the tickets and stuff are outrageous for that. They're, you're going to be paying like over 100 USD for a single day show or like $300 for a three day festival, which is kind of the same price uh, of the festivals and the shows in the United States. Um, but I don't know. You got you also have to consider if you're not living in Bangkok, you got to fly to Bangkok, and that's a hassle too, or that's extra money as well. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're into going to music festivals and stuff like that, you're not really gonna find much of that here. And when you go to the clubs. Most of the time, unless you're in the top clubs in Bangkok or top club in like Samui, uh, you're going to be hearing pop and pop remixes all day long, which drives me nuts, but I have no choice. <clears throat> so going back to another pro is you get to experience the culture. And this is something that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I as much as I do coming from San Francisco uh, it's a very diverse city and there's a lot of cultures there but at the same time it's not very cultural if you really think about it because most of the people there are Americanized or they're trying to be Americanized or they're just Americans and they're just of a different race or ethnicity but it's not culturally it doesn't feel like culturally different um, it's just a bunch of different types of Americans for the most part. Um, whereas when you come somewhere like Thailand, you're living in a completely different culture here. You know, people don't speak English as much. Like most people don't speak English. Uh, they're, the way that they act is completely different from the way that Americans act. Just everything about the people here 
is going to be different. And the environment here is going to be way different. Is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. There, there's always going to be those positives and negatives that go with everything. Um, I feel like Thailand's culture is a lot less stressful and abrasive as the United States, which is really nice um, because you do feel like a lot more at ease than you do at home in the U.S. Um, and I'm guessing that's kind of also how it is in the U.K. or Australia or other Western com uh, countries like that. But I like I like experience the culture here. Um, that includes everything from the food to the people and the language and just how everything operates here. Like I said earlier with the electrical lines, like that's something that no one really cares about here. Or I don't think so. No one really pays attention to it because it's just a, such a normal thing. And the video just went out. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back. What's up, y'all? We're back. Um, 25 minutes in, this thing went out, uh, like I said. And uh, it's also really dark and cloudy out now, so this video might be a little dark, y'all. Um, but let's get back to into it. So we're talking about uh, experiencing a new culture. Uh, and something cool about that is is that you get to experience this culture and then you get to kind of bring it with you wherever you go. So um, you learn different things. You learn the way that people act. Um, you pick up on things. You see, you know, positives and negatives of how people act. Um, I noticed that the Thai people here are extremely friendly and they're always wanting to help, which is amazing. Um, there's just been so many times where I look lost and they'll come up to me and ask me if I need help. And uh, that's not something you see that much in the United States. I guess it really depends on, like, what city you're living in. But it's just the way that they act here is just so nice. And I, I'm, it partially probably is because I am Western. And they're probably like, all right, this fool looks lost. He, we need to help him. Um, but either way, man, like, people are so nice here. I, even asking Thai people like what they think of other Thai people and they just say like how nice they are and um, and how much they're going like willing to go out of their way to like help you and that's something that I really like about Thai people um, and the Thai cultural culture in general and that's definitely something that I'm going to bring with me back to the United States or wherever it is that I move next uh, just to be like more mindful of like helping other people who look like they need help even people who don't look like they need help, you know, just ask them and, and everyone's always happy when someone asks you if you need help. So that's another cool thing um, about learning a culture is there's things that you can take back from it. And there's also some negatives, you know, like you, you see something happening um, that's a negative and you just be mindful of, of uh, you yourself and make sure that you don't do that to people so uh that's another cool thing about about um living in thailand let's see what else we got here uh the excitement of things being different so this one's kind of obvious uh it's a good change of pace uh, to your normal life in the western world things are way different here in southeast asia 
And it's just a good switch up and change of pace. People here aren't as materialistic as they are in the Western world. And like you yourself being around that don't feel like you need to be as materialistic. Like when I'm at home in the U.S., I just feel like, man, I got to get a new car. I got to get a new this. I got to get new clothes, all that good stuff. But when I'm here, I honestly don't feel like getting new clothes. I don't feel like buying a better apartment. Honestly, like I'm in a nicer apartment now, and I feel like kind of feel like downgrading, honestly, which is weird. But you're just so used to always wanting to buy things that, like, when you're in the U.S., for example, I'm just going to keep using the U.S. as my example because that's <coughs> that's where I'm from. Um, but being in the U.S., like even when I was here last year and then I went back home for Christmas and all that stuff, just two or three months of being back, I already felt like, man, maybe I should buy some clothes or maybe I need to get a new like gadget for my camera or maybe I should upgrade my laptop. And it's just like stupid, honestly. Like you don't really need any of that stuff for the most part. Like if you really need it, like if your computer's broken and you work online, yeah, you're going to need a new computer for sure. But do you need to get a fucking, like, screensaver shit for your computer just because you've seen it on Amazon? No, you don't, really. Like, most of the time, you don't need that stuff. Uh, and being here in Thailand, you kind of realize that. And that's something good that, like I said before, like, you can bring that with you wherever you go, you know? You're like, you start to live a more minimalistic life, and you become happier. And that's something that you can bring with you to... Like wherever you move to. Uh, another pro of living here is there's more freedom. And this is something that is really underestimated uh, when it's really underestimated until you get to get a taste of the freedom and then you get to see what the life is like with more of the freedom. And what I mean by more freedom is there's, I'll give a couple of examples here. And you can kind of fill in the rest, but a couple of the things that like I don't have to do anymore is cooking, uh, doing laundry, cleaning. Uh, I do obviously like clean my apartment and stuff like that, but for the most part, I have a pretty small place and I try to live as minimal as possible. So there's really not much for me to like clean. Uh, I don't need to clean my motorbike because there's places that'll do it for like $2. So you just drop your bike off. Uh, they clean it for you. Now, I know, I know you can do that at home also. You can get your car wash at a car wash and stuff, but it is more expensive, right? Uh, so having this lower cost of living automatically gives you more freedom. Uh, no cooking because cooking here ends up being more expensive than actually eating out, uh, which it sounds kind of weird, but honestly, like the food, the, the, the food that you can go get it's usually going to be higher quality. It's going to be cooked better. And it's so cheap. I mean, if you're someone who has a really specific diet, then I definitely would suggest cooking your own food. And it's still going to be relatively cheap. But for the stuff that I eat, I'm just eating like grilled chicken and rice, fried chicken and rice, um, papaya salad again. Uh, just those basic kind of foods. It's easier for you to just go to one of these local restaurants and have them cook it for you. You don't have to clean afterwards. 
they give it to you, they clean up, uh, they cook it. It's all done within like a couple minutes. And the food comes out here so fast. So like when you go to a restaurant, sit down, order something, it usually comes out within like 15 minutes. Um, and it is fresh. It's just, I don't know. They just like cook it faster here or something like that. I don't know. Uh, laundry. Now there's two ways to do laundry here. So you can go drop your laundry off at a local shop and they'll do it for you, which is what I do because it's almost the same price as doing the laundry yourself. Yeah. Or you can go do the laundry yourself. Now, when you go do the laundry yourself, it's going to cost about 20 baht to put it into the washer and then you go home and then you come back. And then you can put it in the dryer or hang it up. And the dryer is typically going to cost you about 40 baht. So altogether, it'll cost you 60 baht plus about 5 baht for the uh, soap. And altogether, 65 baht is equal to 2 US dollars. Now, if you go drop it off, it's going to cost you about 50 baht to dry it, 50 to 60 baht, or, I mean, and 20 baht to clean it, and then 5 baht for the soap. So you're really only paying 10 baht more, which is the equivalent to 30 cents or so. Um, and they, what they do is you just drop it off there. They'll put it in the washer. They'll clean it. They'll dry it. They'll fold it. They'll put it in a bag. And then you come pick it up ready, ready to be put into your drawer. So I just dropped my stuff off yesterday, and then I picked it up today, all ready to go. I have the freedom of time, and I don't have to sit there and worry about going and getting the clothes and putting them in the dryer, making sure it's dry. If it's not dry, you got to put more coins in, and then you got to go back home, wait, come back, or, or you can wait there. It's just a big hassle to save like 30 cents. Um, so much easier. And another thing about about having more freedom here is like you don't have as many responsibilities. Like you really don't realize how many responsibilities you have until you actually leave. Uh, there's just little things here and there. Um, I, when I was at home, I'd have, you know, my grandma or my dad or my mom call me and be like, hey, can you come over and help me do this? And while I like helping them out and everything, it does take away from your own time. Um, so you don't really realize though until, until you actually move away how much responsibility you have you also have responsibilities of like hanging out with your friends and making sure that uh you know you spend time with everybody which you definitely want to um but it really does take a lot away from your time uh and you also are going to be most likely driving a car in the united states which depending on where you live can waste a lot of time. If you're in somewhere like Los Angeles or San Francisco, forget about it. You're going to be paying, you're going to be spending so much time driving and sitting in traffic, parking, all that crap. Uh, whereas in Thailand, most people are riding motorbikes, scooters, motorcycles, or bicycles around. So you can swerve through the cars, you can park right in the front. And you don't have to waste the time of like getting in the car and parking it and all that stuff. So that's another um, freedom that you kind of have when you're uh, living in Thailand. Let's see. Let's go back to some of the negatives or some of the cons. So, okay. So this, this is a good contrast to what we were talking about, the being materialistic. Um, some of the cons are that 
you have like a f- you have few choices to clothing and electronics. So actually, this now that I think about it, I, I also have a third section here that's like pros and cons because part of it is pro, part of it's con. This is actually one of those pros and con type things where you have few choices when it comes to electronics and clothing, and that's a bad thing when you want that stuff or you need that stuff. Uh, it's like, how do you get it? You either got to ship it from the U.S. or you got to find someone that has a used one of that or look for alternatives. And there's not that many like reviews in English for all these like alternative brands out here. So you kind of got to just risk it or whatever. And same thing with clothes. They've got H&M and they've got a couple other brands that are like that, but they don't have any, any of like the, if you're like into fashion or in, into uh, like hype beast type brands, they don't really have anything like that here. So you're going to either be buying like knockoff clothing or you're going to be buying uh, more expensive clothing like H&M stuff which is cheap in the u.s but compared to everything here h&m is actually kind of one of the more expensive like clothing shops uh so that's that's a con but then like i said it's also a positive because you're not gonna be spending as much right so like if they don't have what you want and you just kind of wanted it like it wasn't something you really needed then you probably won't buy it because you're like okay well if they don't have it whatever i'm not really gonna like go out of my way and spend that much money on like a knockoff brand or like some other product uh when it's not exactly what i wanted same thing with clothes i I like buying clothes and there's so many times i'm like i'm gonna go get some new clothes and then i'll go look and eh, they don't really fit that good and I'm like, I don't forget it. I don't even feel like buying clothes, honestly. It's whatever. Um, and then when you do want like some of those electronics, there are certain brands that are expensive. Like I got this microphone right here, which is like the Razer Siren X, I believe it is. Uh, this is a, it's not really a podcasting mic. It's more of like a gaming mic. I got it at like a gaming computer gaming shop. Uh, it's a dynamic gaming mic and I think it was like $95 on Amazon and Best Buy in the U.S. and I bought it here for 120 So you're looking at like a 25, 20 to 25% increase uh, in price for those name brand things. Uh, and that goes for things like iPhones and MacBooks and all your favorite brands like Oh, especially like cameras. If you if you're into camera stuff and you're trying to get like new camera stuff out here, forget about it. It's so expensive. It's, I mean, I was looking at upgrading to the Sony A6500, and I think, I think it's like double the price here, which is just crazy. But uh, I I think it's actually double the price, and that's how most of the camera equipment is out here. So that actually helps me though because. Uh, it stops me from buying a bunch of stuff that I'm probably not going to use that much. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, this thing is heating up again. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Be back in like three seconds after this cools down. And we're back. Man, that, that heated up in like 15 minutes. So I let it sit a little bit longer. So hopefully it's a little better this time. Um... Hopefully that was the last break. And uh, if you're watching the video podcast, you can see that I got the lights on now. It went from perfectly sunny out to 
completely storming, raining out now. So, yeah, there's that. Um, where were we at? Let's see. Actually, let's jump into the weather since that's the topic of now. Um, like I said, it was sunny out earlier. It wasn't too hot, but it was definitely shining out. I was getting a little sunburn earlier, and now it's completely flash flood status. Um, this is kind of like typical weather for this time of the year. Typically, Thailand is overall pretty humid. If you're in Chiang Mai, it's not that bad. But if you're somewhere in the south, like Koh Samui or in Bangkok, it's going to be humid like pretty much every day uh, of your life. Uh, Chiang Mai, I don't really feel it that much. Even even coming from the U.S., it's like it's not that much of a difference. It's not too bad. Uh, but... Most of the time, the weather's really good here. When it does rain like this, like I can see right now, it's going to be raining for a while. But most of the time when it's raining, it only rains for 20 minutes at a time. And then it'll stop. And then you're good to go. And maybe a couple hours later, later it'll rain again for 20 minutes. And then you'll be good to go again. So it's just sporadic like that. Um, overall though, the weather is pretty good coming from California though. I mean, we're, we're spoiled in California. If you live in LA or in San Diego, you already know you got the best weather pretty much all year round. But if you're coming from like New York or if you're coming from somewhere on the East coast where it, the winter fucking brutal, or if you're coming from Canada where the winter is, is brutal, then this is going to be nothing for you. And the summers here aren't that bad. They are hot, I'll give it that, but it's not that hot, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't know. If you're in Koh Samui, or if you're in, in the south at all, like the islands, yeah, then it's going to be scorching hot to where it's uncomfortable. But if you're in Chiang Mai, if you're in the northern part of Thailand, not that bad. It's pretty chill. Uh, so that's pretty much the weather in, in Thailand. Let's see. And... So there's a lot of um, like non-materialistic type activities, or I should say like n like cheap to free activities that are here. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor activities. There's a lot of hiking. There's a lot of rides that you can go on with your motorbike. You can, if you live in the south, you can go do water sports and go to the beach and stuff like that. So you don't really need like for to have fun here. You don't really need that much money. Honestly, like you could go to the movies, I guess, and that's like spending money or you can go to, I don't know. They don't really have, like I said, they don't really have that much concerts or anything like that. Uh, so well, let me turn this down. Doom, doom. All right. Um, yeah. So like if you have, if you don't want to really like spend money, there's plenty, plenty of things you could do. In Chiang Mai, there are waterfalls you can go to. There's different hikes you can go on. Like I said, you can ride around on your motorbike. There's a, there's like this big, it's called the Grand Canyon, and it's not the Grand Canyon in the United States. It's the Grand Canyon in Chiang Mai, and it's this big like watering hole. Uh, people go swimming there. They also have like one of those like inflatable courses, you know. It's kind of like a jumpy house type thing. 
but it's like a, a course that you can run through. Uh, they have a lot of just a lot of stuff like that. And if you did want to go to the movies, I mean the movies here. Last night I went to the movies and watched Incredibles too. Uh, that was three bucks, I think. So definitely not bad. Um, movies can go up to like six bucks max. But man, that's fucking cheap. Like when you're in the U.S., you're paying like ten to fifteen dollars for a movie, which is stupid. Um, so everything here is pretty much cheap to do activities, um, unless you're going to concerts. Those are definitely overpriced. <coughs> oh. uh, convenience. So this is kind of going back to having more freedom. And I don't really know exactly how to explain this because like back in the U.S., you have like 7-Eleven and you have convenience marts and you've got like Walmart and stuff like that. So you do have that convenience. But there's just something about Thailand and the convenience of the convenience stores here. So you got like 7-Eleven just like you do back home. And then you also have shops like Tesco Lotus. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with like riding your motorbike, honestly, because if I need to go to 7-Eleven right now, well, now is a bad time because it's storming outside. But if it was just not storming out and the weather was nice, it'd be so easy for me to just hop on my bike, go to 7-Eleven real quick and get something. And the 7-Elevens are not like the U.S. 7-Elevens or convenience stores. Like a lot of the bodegas and a lot of the 7-Elevens back home, you feel like threatened when you go into them, you know? Like you just feel hella nervous and the and the cashier obviously doesn't want to talk to you. Um whereas here they're super polite. The stores are really clean. Um they're everywhere. Like every main street has like three seven elevens all within walking distance of each other. And they have a lot more stuff than we do in the US. Like you we have we have a lot of like chips and candy and stuff like that, which they do also have here. But then they also have things like toasties or steamed pork buns. Uh, you can also pay your electricity here at the 7-Eleven. Uh, just the convenience of the 7-Eleven, I feel like, is, is so much better than the ones uh, back home in the U.S. Let's see. What's some... Da, da, da. Ba, ba, ba. Okay, so... This is one of my favorite things about about living in Thailand is the massages and the fitness life. So most of the main cities here have a pretty good fitness scene. <coughs> oh, my throat is so dry. Oh, let me drink some water. Ah, okay. So the fitness scene here is definitely top notch. Uh Chiang Mai has, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 quality gyms. And this is not that big of a city. Well, it's the second biggest in Thailand next to Bangkok. But but the amount of like gyms here are just like over the top, I guess, compared to cities in the United States. Like, I'm, I guess it would be something compared to like San Francisco or Los Angeles where – it's a pretty solid area. There's a lot of people that live there, high population, um, and they have like tons of gyms. Uh, 
and they have all different types of gyms. That's what's kind of cool about it. Like the gym I go to is Go Gym, and it's kind of like an outdoor indoor type gym. Um, it has the uh, what is it called? Like a calisthenics area. They've got a Thai boxing ring. They have all the machines pretty much you need for weightlifting. Smith machines, bench presses, squat racks. They have a small like little CrossFit type area where it has like the rubber weights, um, barbell, and like a squat rack. And then it also has a bunch of cardio stuff. And overall, like it's it's a well-rounded, like nice gym. And I pay $20 USD per month. And then they also have other gyms. Like they have a strength training gym which is like all rogue equipment, kind of like a powerlifting style gym, which is cool. Um, it's really small, but it's got everything you need for like a powerlifting type gym. You have another gym around the corner from this, which is, again, another all-around type gym. It's like an indoor-outdoor. There's just so many options for fitness here. It's, it's really nice. Um, and something that goes with that is <clears throat> they've got – now, this is probably my number one favorite thing about Thailand. Massages. They've got quality, cheap massages. Uh, they've got really hard massages that are going to be like sport massage. Um, I can only get that every couple weeks because your body just gets like worn out from it. Uh, but they also have like relaxing type massages. And those usually range from... Uh, about $6 to maybe $9 for an hour. And that's an hour time massage or oil massage. Uh, I found one recently that is, I think, 80 baht. I was told 80 baht, which is like two fifty, like $2.50 for an hour, which that's unheard of. That's crazy for an hour. Uh, I typically get two hours out here just because it's so cheap um, and it's just worth it. <laughs> so the availability of massages is just crazy and obviously the quality is good. There's so many. Um, these are all professionally trained too. So when I first moved here, I figured, okay, maybe they just like open the shop and then just start like massaging, you know. Uh, but that's not the case. You actually have to be like certified and you have to have like certification, um, posted on your wall in inside of the massage shop and all the masseuses need to go through, uh, official training and stuff. So these are all like professional massages and you're getting them for five to 10 bucks max, uh, which is crazy. So those, those are some things that kind of go hand in hand <clears throat> and kind of going back to the food thing, uh, Chiang Mai and Bangkok have really good options for healthy food. So if you want to eat healthy, it's not that expensive here. I know back <clears throat> I know back in the US, like if you're trying to be healthy, you're typically gonna spend like thirty percent more on food and drink just because they just charge more for the healthy stuff. Uh, you know, you're shopping at like Whole Foods or getting like green smoothies, you're just gonna be paying way way more than like a regular meal uh here <clears throat> you might be paying more but the thing is it's already so cheap so like if you're paying a little bit more than that you're still paying way less than you'd pay in the western world for the equivalent of that so uh the availability of 
of like fitness, massages, and clean food is so nice. Uh, they also have like markets if you're into juicing. Uh, they have really big fruit and vegetable markets that you can check out uh, that go on every day. Uh, let's see. Another thing is the crime rate here. So the only thing about the only, I guess, crime that really goes on in Thailand is some scamming, which is not bad. It's not too much. Um, and, but the main thing is like the police corruption. So the way that it works is the police here are separate from the military, which is kind of similar to what we have in the U S. Uh, but they're under different command kind of. So the army is under the command of, uh, the Royal family and the police are kind of under command of the government. And I know that's kind of confusing and doesn't really make sense how I explain it because I don't know exactly. Uh, but I know that they are like separate entities and the, uh, the just the police the regular police like that you see on the street are a lot less moral than the the army uh the police try to set up like i don't want to say traps but they're like checkpoints for you to drive through and if you don't have a license or if you don't have a helmet or uh whatever if you're they'll say you're speeding or something like that and instead of giving you like a ticket they'll write you like a fake type ticket and they ask you to pay for it right then and there with cash. And most of the time, it's not that much. So so this is kind of like a pro and a con. Uh, you've got the police pulling you over. And if you don't have a license, like I don't have a license right now. It's because I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter because they're going to charge you anyways. Uh, and they're going to ask you for like 500 baht, which is about $15. And you sometimes can just bargain with them, honestly. You can just be like, oh, I only have 200 bot. And they'll be like, uh, okay, sure. Because they're going to take it either way because it's money that's going into their pocket. So if you say, like, oh, I don't have any money at all, then they will probably just give you the ticket, which is a 1,000 bot, and then you got to go to the uh, police station to pay that. Uh, but if you tell them, you know, I got 200 bot, and you just got to make sure you don't show them the rest of your money. They're Most of the time they're going to accept it because they're just pocketing the money anyway. So uh, I'm going to do a video on that later. So if you want to know more about that, uh, it's probably going to be on my channel at some point. I don't know when, but I'm going to make a video about that uh, and go a little bit more into detail on that. Um, <clears throat> but I guess that's like one of the cons is like the, the police corruption here. But besides that, honestly, it's not that strict here overall um police don't if you're driving around on your motorbike and you don't have or if you're a foreigner and they think like oh he probably doesn't have a license they don't pull you over so you never get pulled over people don't the police don't pull people over here they only let them go through the checkpoint and then that's when they ask for the bribe basically but other than that, the police basically leave foreigners alone and Thai people alone most of the time. They're not they're not here to like mess with the citizens. It's a total different culture than the US. Um, people aren't afraid of the police here and the police aren't intimidating people here. As long as everyone is chill and there's nothing extreme going on, police stay out of it. So, uh that's kind of like a pro and a con, I guess.
Let's see. Uh, another pro would be meeting other travelers. So there's a lot of people that travel here through Thailand, um, and you get to meet people that are coming from all over the world. World, you've got people from Australia, from the UK, from everywhere. Like I've met someone from, I've met people from pretty much everywhere here in Chiang Mai and also in other parts of Thailand and also other parts of Southeast Asia. Uh, that's another one of the benefits of like living abroad is that you get to meet all these travelers uh, and it's super diverse when you go to like a meetup uh, in addition to meeting like Thai people. Uh, another, oh yeah, another thing going back kind of to the crime rate. So like I said, the police thing is probably the only thing that really happens. There's not really, there's no, there's typically no murders or robberies or anything along those lines uh, people don't fight here it's very like everyone's so respectful to each other it's nice like there's no there's no worrying when you go out you know like in in the u.s or, or some other western countries like you just always got to be watching your back and like makes you nervous being around people and there's like crazy people you go out to clubs people want to fight and they get their ego up uh, here it's like way more chill like no one's trying to fight there's never really any drama here when it comes to like crime um, no robberies like you never you never hear about things like that um, typically people are just nice and I think that has to do with the majority of the people here are Buddhist and I, I don't know much about the religion but I do know that one of the main components of the religion is just to like treat other people nice and i know that sounds very uh like basic or it sounds very like okay so what that i mean that doesn't stop i mean that's something that has that's something that is said in like christian or like catholic religion as well and like people still treat people bad but i don't know i think they take the religion a lot more seriously here and they take the commandments of the religion a lot more serious so that's definitely another positive of um of the thai culture and let's see what else let's go back to some of those negatives um getting a visa so the the maximum not the maximum but like most visas are are maximum one year so my visa is actually six months and it's a multiple entry thai visa and it lasts you for six months whereas you've got the education visa which which is a year you've got the self-defense visa which is also one year uh you got a work visa i think also could be one year and i i researched a little bit of something online and they said that there was an elite visa which lasts for 20 years, but I think it's like 25,000 USD. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's, no, that's definitely more expensive. Uh, but the good thing about that is that like you pay that once and then you don't, if, I mean, if you plan on living here forever, if you just get that elite visa for 25,000, you just pay it and then you don't have to do anything else again. Like you just come in and out of the country uh, as you please, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure, but I think you just pay it once and then you can go in and out of the country as much as you want. Um, there's, If you want to come to Thailand and you're only coming for less than 60 days, uh, all you need to do is 
come with your U.S. passport. They give you a stamp for 30 days, and then you can extend it for 30 more days um, at the Promenade Mall at the immigration. So I'm going to do a video on visas here in the next week. So if you want to know more about visas, just go to my channel, and I'll have a video up for that in about a week. Um, another negative is the pollution. So if you're living in Bangkok, the pollution is just bad. It's not as bad as places like Vietnam, but it's pretty bad overall. Um, I would definitely recommend wearing like a mask during certain parts of the year. We do have burning season here in Chiang Mai. Uh, again, I did a video on that. That's on my channel if you want to check that out. Um, the pollution is pretty bad for a couple months here in Chiang Mai, and I wore a mask for most of that. Uh, but typically like... Most of the time, you don't really need it, though. If you're living in Chiang Mai and if you're living in the south or even like in Pattaya, the pollution is not that bad to where, you know, you feel like you need to wear a mask every single day. Um, there are certain parts of the year that they burn the crops and things like that, or there's just a lot of cars on the road um, and there's a lot of pollution. So you'd want to wear masks at a certain point. Um, but overall it's not too bad, but that is something you're going to want to consider if you're considering living here. Uh, it's, and then going, kind of going into that, it's kind of dangerous to be driving around here. So if you're, if you're not very confident on a scooter or a motorcycle, I would say to just start by driving in like local areas and then work your way up to going on the freeway and going into busy intersections and stuff like that. Um, and just go slow. Like people are pretty nice here. Like if you stay off to the side, they're not going to like press you or like honk or pressure you at all. So just get a little bit of confidence under your belt and after a while it'll be fine. Um, but it is kind of dangerous to drive here because if you're not used to riding a motorcycle or a scooter, uh, it can be very intimidating at first um, if you're not confident. And then if you wanted to drive a car, it's all. I honestly feel like it's a little bit more hectic driving a car because you have motorbikes swerving in and out of lanes and going around you all the time. So you got to be very cautious when you're driving um, in a car. Now, driving a motorcycle or a scooter here, uh, it's going to be a lot different than driving in the U.S. Um, when you're driving in the U.S., cars aren't really like paying attention and thinking about m motorcycles. So uh, there's a lot of accidents that happen due to that. Whereas here, cars and motorbikes are always on the lookout for for um, other motorbikes. So there might be more accidents here because of course there's like so many bikes here but overall it feels pretty safe to ride a bike here because everyone's paying attention so much uh let's see um another thing is healthcare. so if if you have health insurance at home it's cool and all but here that Going to the hospital is just so cheap that like you could you could just pay out of pocket most of the times, as long as you know you don't have like this huge surgery or something you don't really need to pay that much. Like if you're just going in for I don't know you have like strep throat or something like that you're not gonna pay more than 
50 bucks if you go to like the and and the hospitals here are good like don't get me wrong like they, it's not like they're way cheaper because they suck it's that the cost of living and everything here is, is lower so the cost of medical care is lower too and the hospitals here man honestly the ones at home in the u.s are really nice but you're paying so much whereas here you're paying close to nothing and they give you a lot more personalized attention. Um, if you want to go to like the Western hospital, you're still paying way less here. Uh, and they'll they'll just sit there and talk with you as long as you need for whatever uh, whatever you need to like talk about um, or get tests done or whatever, you know, um, blood work or medicine. Like it's so it's so much easier to just go to the hospital here and not have to worry about because when you're at home, you know, and if if you don't have insurance or if you have like a shitty insurance where they make you pay more when you get there, you kind of consider like, oh, do I feel bad enough to where I actually need to go? Or can I just, you know, wait it out and see how it goes? Whereas here, you know, if you don't feel good, just go to the hospital. It's going to cost you like 30 bucks to go to the emergency room just to get whatever checked out. You know, like, oh, I got a, I got an ache in my stomach and it, it's been hurting for a day. Okay, just go to the hospital. It's like 20 bucks. So that's another, that's another pro. Uh, one of the cons, I guess, is that you are paying out of pocket. So like, you know, when you're at home, you have a job and, Maybe they're paying for your insurance and they pay for your hospital bill if you go to the hospital. Uh, but, I mean, most people that are living here are working online or doing some type of, like, remote work. So, uh, in that case, you're going to be paying out of your pocket, which it's all good. So, all right, guys. Uh, that's everything I got for pros and cons of living in Thailand. This is about to die. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. If you guys have any suggestions of videos or any information you want me to go over, let me know. Peace.